This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. And welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Except it's not 8 a.m. right now for me. Uh, it's actually about half past 10 uh, the night before. Uh, there is This isn't a live episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show. I'm out this morning, being called away on important matters. Um, yes, I'm going to do all the signatures for Declan Rice's transfer. That's that's exactly what I'm doing. Uh, no, I'm, I'm busy uh, this morning, unfortunately. But as always, I never want to leave you in the lurch. I never want to leave you without a show, uh, which means that I have got up really late. I've done this as late as I could possibly do this in the hope that nothing will happen between the hours of 10.30 tonight and 8am in the morning. Now, as we all know, and especially with the existence of David Ornstein, that isn't entirely a guarantee. So if anything has happened in the in the night hours, you can be aware that I'll be waking up crying and tears will be streaming down my face as I know that you'll be watching this, knowing something that I, at this moment in time, don't know. In fact, I'm probably popping up in the chat box right now, bemoaning my past self missing out on that info. But do bear with that and uh, bear with me. And thank you, first of all, for listening and tuning in. As always, uh, do drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you're new, all of that lovely stuff. If you are listening for the first time, this is a really bad example of this show. We usually do this live every single morning at 8 a.m. And I'll endeavor to continue to do that for you when indeed it is feasible, unlike it is today. Um, But what we're going to do is we're going to still do the show in the usual format. News first, questions second, and the questions will come from our discord server the discord channel knew that this was going to be happening and so sent in plenty of questions which i'm going to be tackling in part two but if you are still live and listening at 8 8 a.m as many of you i know do the premiere live chat is available so have a nice composed chat and debate amongst yourselves but without further ado let's crack on with today's stories we first of all tackle omar wreckage now mahmoud masawi who is a tunisian based journalist has reported that the arsenal youngster um is going to be uh, expected to leave on loan uh, and that he's expected that he will leave the club this season uh, either for the championship or Spain. There are clubs that are in contact with Arsenal about trying to get him that loan, which he indeed does want. Last season, he spent time alone at Sparta Rotterdam where he didn't really play. And then he spent the second half of the season on loan at Wigan Athletic. Again, he played, but wasn't necessarily, you know, all that transformative and especially another loan is needed. 
he is one of those players, I think, like Miguel Aziz and others that are kind of breaking into the age group where senior football is a real must for their development that you can't necessarily see that happening at Arsenal. But Omar Rekic, a talented young player, but one I feel that would need to have an extortionately good season to ever see kind of a future miraculously materialise at Arsenal. Now, I reported yesterday that Arsenal have not completely closed the door on Moises Caicedo. At this moment in time, Chelsea are still in talks with Brighton about potentially finding an agreement over a transfer fee. That is proving a very challenging negotiation, as is for most clubs that negotiate or try at least to negotiate with Brighton. They're the only club that have made moves for the Ecuadorian international this summer. Um, but Arsenal have an interest, and that interest, as far as my understanding is, remains but it would take a significant outgoing from the midfield for Arsenal to push ahead with any kind of hijacking of a Chelsea deal for Moises Caicedo. Uh, Thomas Partey, as we know, is being linked with a move away from Arsenal. There were some reports, although I haven't been able to verify those, suggesting that he'd agreed personal terms with the Saudi Arabian side. Again, I haven't been able to corroborate those claims, but that's not to say that they're not true. Um, but if he indeed Partey does leave, it's my understanding that Arsenal would want a serious amount of money to consider letting him go. But if Arsenal were to get a considerable amount of money for Partey, could that perhaps open the door even more for Arsenal going back in for Caicedo? I think it's unlikely. The price tag of £100 million seems to be unavoidable. And if Arsenal get involved in the race, Brighton have strengthened their stance and know that they've got two clubs that are bidding to try and get the player. So it's a difficult one. Um, but watch this space is all I would say. Um, and let's just see what happens in the story of Moises Caicedo. Now, Arsenal did, of course, announce the signing of Urian Timber yesterday. Uh, he was signed from Ajax for €40 million Euros plus €5 million Euros in add-ons. Um, despite conflicting reports around the price tag, including, you know, some for myself, I was told it was slightly more than £40 million, pounds, but the official fee is indeed €40 million Euros plus €5 million Euros in add-ons. He joins Arsenal through to 2028, as reported by my colleague Kai Karnak of football.london. Edu, upon the arrival, says we are very happy to bring Urian to Arsenal. He is a player that we have admired for a long time, so it's a credit to everyone in our team that made this happen. Urian is a young, talented international player who fits our vision of competing with a young, strong squad. I know Urian cannot wait to get started, and we're really hoping he will be a great success here for many years. Arteta said that we're really excited that Urian has joined us. He is a versatile young defender who will fit into our system and provide our squad with so much added quality. Urian is a young player but has already achieved so much. His experience what it's like to go to a major international tournament on more than one occasion, as well as the trophies he has won with Ajax. We look forward to welcoming and integrating Urian into the squads. And you can, of course, watch all of the videos and content on the Arsenal website and YouTube channels surrounding Urian Timber. I've written a couple of pieces of football.london that you can also read on the FL website about where I think he'll fit in and about what we might expect from him as a player um, and where he might end up playing. Where he does play, well, we will talk about that in part two with some of the questions. But Urian Timber is a gunner, big signing, finally an announcement made, and uh, certainly one that I'm excited to see what he can do on the field for Arsenal next season. And our main headline story is an expectation of an announcement for Declan Rice. This image that you can see on your screen, if you're listening on audio platforms, hop over to YouTube to see what I'm talking about. Um, but a leaked image, it seems, of Declan Rice's uh, announcement as a potential Arsenal player talking to uh, Arsenal supporters um, in an Arsenal shirt with a badge saying, uh, great to have you with us uh, on his chest in the new Arsenal training kit. 
Uh, I don't know if this is real. Um, what I would say is that it's got all the indications of potentially being real. It's an image, of course, that I haven't seen in any kind of other footage. You know, we've seen some people try to scam with potential kind of fake fan-made announcement videos or clips from videos where it's been used elsewhere. But this one certainly is the most realistic one I've seen uh, leaked so far. Again, don't know if it's true, but by the time that you're listening to this show, perhaps he has been announced. So let's wait and see. But there is an an expectation that the announcement of Declan Rice's transfer will be imminent now, uh, potentially today, and uh, he'll be on the plane with the team going for the US tour in the summer. Very exciting. Can't wait for this deal to be done. Can't wait for this saga to be over. Um, But thankfully, it seems that is certainly going to be the case and we can start celebrating and fantasizing about what exactly Rice could provide this Arsenal team. And I look forward to very much covering that with you throughout the course of this season. That's the end of part one. Let's go to part two and our questions from the Discord server right after this. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. Of course, you can still uh, donate and uh, support our Longest Day Golf Challenge. I know I've said for time I need to get in contact with people that have talked. It's been a busy, hectic day with the Urian News yesterday and uh, finishing holiday as well. So apologies that I've not got around to that. I'm going to do it. Um, I'm going to give a quick shout out to our fellow golfer, uh, Ben, as well, who sadly uh, has injured himself in the lead up to this event. We're wishing him the best and hopefully you can have a swift recovery um, from his affliction that uh, is hopefully not going to keep him out of this and uh, hopefully he can take part. But we might be a man down. We'll have to wait and see. But fingers crossed we'll be fine and at full strength for this challenge. Um, But uh, also, if you want to get involved, link is down in the description right as i said because this isn't quote unquote live um and it was recorded the night before we've got some questions to take from our discord server that have been sent in by our fantastic members over there we kick off with the one the only Peeny ween uh, who says if all players stay fit for every team all season long and form doesn't affect any player who has the best chance of winning the league manchester city um I think it's a really short answer, a really obvious answer. But still, Manchester City have the strongest team in the league, have the best squad in the league and the best manager in the league. And because of that, if everyone stays fit for every single team and form isn't affecting players, 
Yes, it would still be Manchester City. Sadly, uh, is the answer to that question. Uh, Nav asked, do you see Ethan Nuaneri playing, uh, or rather his pathway, a bit like Saka's in the sense that he will stay with the squad and learn on the job, or do you think he could go out on loan? The honest answer is I don't know at this stage. It is a little bit too early to tell at the age of 16. If he is to leave on loan, I imagine it wouldn't be until he's like 18 or something like that. At the age of 16, you're still in school. You know, you're still doing that. So I don't think moving away from the club is is on the cards necessarily. Could he move on loan in a couple of years? Maybe if he's not yet got the senior opportunities that maybe he needed. But what I would say, there are players like Saka, like Cesc Fabregas, like Jack Wilshere, um, for instance, that were really, really good um, and were getting minutes uh, before their 18th birthday. Yes, Wilshere went on loan to Bolton, of course, which is a really valuable experience for him. But all of them made, you know, appearances for Arsenal before their 18th birthday. And uh, it doesn't mean that, you know, Nouanieri cannot also follow in those players' footsteps and potentially get opportunities in the Arsenal senior squad, as he is doing and impressing already. Now, Apex Gunnar says, do you think we'll use Timber as either a right-back or a right-sided centre-back or even as a midfielder? Now, Timber on his announcement said that he can play in any of those roles. Uh, I was honoured to be asked on the Arscast yesterday. Uh, you can listen to my appearance on with Andrew, um, of which we talked a little bit about Timber's positioning and where he might feature. For me, I think that obviously there's really great scope for him to play in a right-back role in alternation with... Um, in alternation? Is that a word? Uh, <laughs> alternating with uh, Ben White. But what I would say is that the reason why we've signed Timber is because... Or reason, you know, one of the reasons being is that William Saliba's injury at the end of last season certainly accelerated, I think, Arsenal's plans and their desire to bring a quality defender in who can play at centre-back. What I would say is that Ben White has been fantastic at right-back. You know, the way in which he brings the ball forwards, the way in which he overlaps Bakaya Saka, the, part, the partnership that he has with Saka and with Odegaard is really strong. Is there a good argument if Saliba wasn't available that you'd change that dynamic, bring Ben White back into the centre-back areas and play Timber at right-back? Yes, yeah, sure, maybe. But I also think that maybe if you don't want to upset that right-hand flanks, partnerships and combinations, that you can absolutely still play Timber as a right-sided centre-back. I don't think we'll see him in midfield. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't necessarily see that. But I think right-back and right-sided centre-back are two areas that very much we will see Timber playing in the future. Uh, Matt Thornton says, what do you make of other fans demanding Arteta to win the league or the Champions League? If he doesn't, then he should be sacked. Uh, pretty ridiculous in my opinion, says Matt. I think this burns from uh, a video that we saw on our good friend Dan Potts' 12th Man podcast um, in which uh, I should probably credit the person that was saying it. Uh, let me find the tweet because uh, I definitely responded to it. I responded it with three crying laughing emojis to be fair which is very twitter of me uh it was uh north side london uh the person that said this uh said he either wins the premier league or champions league or sack him i think you're not going to be surprised no i think this is ridiculous as well i think this is a ludicrous claim um and i think completely lacks context i think it lacks sensible objective grounded thought around this if the idea is that for an arsenal manager if you don't beat Manchester City in either of those competitions, um, then you're sacked is, you know, pretty ridiculous. It would basically mean that you're nigh on going to be sacking a manager nearly every season because at this moment in time, Man City are on a higher level to us. They're the favourite for every single competition that we will play in next season. Um, and I think that that leans into an idea that if you are expecting your manager to overachieve to keep his job, that's not how jobs work. You know, jobs have expectations, jobs have aims and objectives, but 
very rarely are you in any job expected to overachieve. And let's be honest, for me, Arteta in the last couple of seasons has overachieved in terms of what he's been able to get out of and get from this team. Some might say that's not true because he's not managed to win a trophy in the last two seasons. But taking Arsenal forward back into the Champions League, into a title race, people didn't expect that of us. For me, we have overachieved in the last two seasons, gone beyond what I expected of us. And that's not sustainable, even though I expect progression and I'm always looking at Arsenal to move forwards as a club. But if your expectation is to win one of those tournaments, if that's your expectation rather than just your aim, I think you're asking for uh, something that is not realistic in the sense of if it's not achieved, the manager deserves to be sacked. And I'm yet to see a strong argument to suggest why that should be the case. It's also... I do find it. I'm jealous of Dan in some ways. He's able to get people on the show, which I wish would show up for our phone-ins, but never do. Uh, Highbury Pybury says, if we do not make any more additions in this window, which players among the list of possible outgoings would you like to keep? Um, if we aren't to sign anybody else, I would like to see Kieran Tierney, Thomas Partey, following Balogun, all stay at the club. Um, and I think if we are able to do that, that would represent you know a significant plus for us and with the additions that we've made um i think from a football perspective it's really important that we have that strength and depth in the team and having rice and, and Partey as options in the team would be i think really good to have unless you're bringing in someone like a kaiseido as good as that kind of level of player um in regards to others there isn't necessarily any of those others that i think you know i'd love to see stay i think laconga Tavares, trusty nicholas pepe to some extent eddie inketia um, Cedric, Rob Holding, if I haven't mentioned already. I think all these players, you know, I'd happily see leave the club and uh, bring in whatever money we can for those players if it's possible. But uh, Partey, Tierney and Balogun, if we weren't to sign anyone else, I would like to see stay at the club this summer. Uh, Alpha, Dan uh, says, comparing Arteta's inherited squads to his current squad, how confident are you going into this season that the drop-off in each position's gap has closed again? I think it's significant, uh, to be honest, Dan. I think if you look at the squad that he inherited, I mean, if what we do is we should probably go and look at the Arsenal uh, 2-1 Chelsea uh, FA Cup final. If we have a look at that, team it will go and give us the best idea uh of what the squad was like for that fixture let me have a quick look if i can find the uh the lineups for this here we go uh arsenal's lineup was martinez in goal bellerin tierney sabios uh we had maitland niles rob holding uh, david Luiz, jacca nicola pepe pierre mccabamiang and lacazette i know that's not in the order that you'd see them but that was the team and then on the subs bench we had inketia uh socrates kalasanach matt macy uh terrera reese nelson willock Matt Smith and uh, Bakai Saka, believe it or not, was on the bench, Bakai Saka, for the FA Cup final. Um, didn't even start the game. Amazing. It was an unused substitute, in fact, for that game as number 77. Shows you kind of the way in which he's been brought through under Arteta. I know a lot of people credit Unai Emery quite rightly with giving him the first opportunity at the club, but Arteta certainly has, has developed him into the mercurial player that he is at Arsenal, that's for sure. So if you look at that team, well, at right back, we had Bellerin and we had Bellerin. Um, <laughs> that was kind of it, really, at right back. Um, and now we've got Ben White, Timber, Tommy Asu. You know, that's a significant improvement in that area. Really, really important. On the left-hand side, we had Kieran Tierney and Kalasnac. We've now got Tierney, Zinchenko, Kivior. Again, Tommy Asu could potentially feature there. At centre-half, uh, at that time, we had David Luiz, Rob Holding. 
Um, and then we had Socrates as well. Um, and you could argue we had, I think, somebody else, Mustafi, I think, was injured for that final. And now you've got Saliba, Gabriel, Kivior, Tomiyasu again. Uh, Timbers coming in is another option. Still have holding, of course, too. And you've got youngsters coming through potentially as well. So, again, defence is massively much more competitive at this stage. And in midfield, even though Xhaka has left, you've now got Partey, of course. You've got Declan Rice coming in. We've got so much depth in those positions with Smith Rowe, Vieira, Havertz and Trossard who can play in the, the left-sided eight. And you've got uh, 8-10 role and you've got uh, you've got Martin Odegaard and Smith Rowe and Vieira again who can play as the right 8-10 if you want them to. And then in the forward line, even though we've lost Lacazette, Aubameyang and Pepe, we've now got Saka starting all the time. Martinelli, uh, playing as well, uh, who wasn't even in the squad um, for that game, believe it or not, for that final match. Uh, Reese Nelson's come on leaps and bounds since that point as well. So, and I'm forgetting others like Trossard, Balogun still here at the moment, and Ketia, of course, still here too. Gabriel Jesus, I've not even mentioned. Um, you've got lots of options, lots and lots of options. So I think that confidence-wise going into the new season, the drop-off in each position is as, as, as closed significantly but I do think that there is still scope to make more signings especially if players like Partey for instance like we asked in our last question end up moving on um Sasha says uh who has 11 TGT appearances says uh we will see or rather will we see Arteta use two attacking eights next season much like City use Silver and De Bruyne in Centurion season uh two positions in the team three players per position i.e six players Odegaard Havertz Trossard Smith-Rowe Fabio Vieira and Nwaneri I don't look at them as attacking eights. I look at them as eight ten hybrids. Personally, I think arguably two tens would even would even be more accurate of describing those positions. I think that certainly that's the way in which we're moving. I think that Trossard starting and Havertz coming on in his position against Nuremberg is the biggest indication that we've got so far that we intend to play with two attacking midfielders in the centre part of the midfield. But we might, if we have the personnel, when we come up against teams like City, when we go away to Anfield, when we play Old Trafford or Stamford Bridge or places like this, we might choose to go with Partey and Rice if we have both players. We might choose to go with Jorginho and Rice if we have those players available. I think that's the scope that we've got. I think we can change the midfield. I think we can change the shape of it depending upon the opposition that we have. But I think on the most part, we're probably going to see two more attacking-minded central midfielders involved in our build-up. Rahit says, do you think that we will see two different sides slash change sides for Premier League and Champions League games? Probably a more defensive side in the Champions League games. Um, I think you'll see some rotation, but I don't think it'll be significant rotation. I think you might see three or four differences. You might see Timber coming for White. You might see... Kivior coming for Zinchenko. You might see Nelson coming for Martinelli or Saka. You might see Inketi or Balogun coming for Jesus. You might see uh, Trossard come in. You know, you, you probably see Turner maybe coming for some games. You might see, um, I mean, that's a lot of changes still. Yeah, I think you might see three or four rotated, and that's fine because that's about what Man City would do as well. Um, we might see even less. I don't think there's going to be two different teams for the competitions. I think it will be kept relatively consistent with only a few tweaks. And I think that's the right way to approach it. I don't think you should have two teams for the Premier League and the Champions League because you're going to be coming up against sides that are very competitive. And if you underestimate them, they will punish you. So no, I don't think we'll see two different teams. I think we'll see tweaks between the lineups. Uh, Incohesive uh, says, uh, with Kivior showcasing his skills inverting in the left-back role, do you see a role for Kieran Tierney? Could you see another one of our centre-halves becoming 
signing uh, midfielders, replacing John Stones, perhaps like he does at City. I think Timber certainly has a lot of qualities that could see him progress into the midfield. I think William Saliba has shown he's got those qualities on the ball as well. And Ben White, we know, can already kind of do that. But I don't think you'll see necessarily a centre-back become a midfielder, if that's kind of what we're asking here. And with Kivior showcasing what he can do at left-back, I do think that Kieran Tierney's role in the squad will continue to kind of diminish, sadly. Um, I think if you can get a good fee for him this summer, it's something that I'd be open to. Even if he was to be sold, I don't think that it necessarily means that we need a replacement because we have Zinchenko, we have Kivior, we have Tommy Asu. So I don't think there's a burning need or desire to bring in another left-back if Tierney was to leave. But whilst we have him, he is an asset, he's a very good player and he can offer different things to what we already have at the club as well. Uh, Nick B, getting to the last questions now. Uh, who would you like to see from Arsenal do the Hot Ones Challenge? I think this is the video that I saw of Harry Kane. You know, it's the way they sit down with the other guy and do lots of hot sauce. <laughs> I think that's what that is. You'll have to tell me and berate me in the comment section if I'm wrong about that. But uh, who would I like to see from Arsenal do the Hot Ones Challenge? I mean, we call Bakayo Saka Lil Chili. So it kind of makes sense, in a way, um, for, for Bukayo Saka to do it, doesn't it? If it's not Saka, because it's a too obvious answer, who would I think would be the funniest? Um, you know, <laughs> struggling to keep their composure while they have to endure increasing intensity of hot sources. It's a really interesting question. Maybe Declan Rice. Um, he'd be crying out for some rice with the hot sauce, maybe. Um but I'm assuming that Declan Rice is going to be an Arsenal player. But yeah, maybe maybe Declan Rice. Maybe Mohamed Elneny, actually. He's a bit of a joker, is Elneny. You probably saw that in the preseason videos. Maybe a bit of uh, payback on Elneny's antics uh, on the training pitch with a Hot Ones challenge. And lastly, Penny Ween, going from start to finish, rounding us off, says, when are the tickets for the live show going on sale and where is it? Well, I can tell you that the tickets are hopefully going on sale in the next couple of days or so to our Discord members. We'll then be opening up the remaining tickets after a couple of days of it being in the discord to uh, the general audience as well for those that are members so if you want to get first dibs on tickets i re recommend joining up as an expert member or a tgt ambassador with the link in the description as well um and what i would say is that it's been an absolute pleasure to see the discord as excitable as it has been of late obviously we've got a lot of new members in there a great community going on in there too and uh, I look forward to seeing as many of you as possible. In terms of where it's going to be, I can tell you that at this moment in time, uh, we are looking to host it at the Mild May Club in North London. Um, so it's very near to Highbury and uh, it's a very, you know, it's, it's a local place for a lot of Arsenal fans in the area. So uh, very close to home, very close to the Arsenal. And I'm very happy that we we're able to have such a fantastic venue to uh, have so many of you involved. Uh, so I look forward to getting the tickets on sale very soon. I look forward to announcing our lineup for the podcast as well. And for those that aren't able to attend, I can tell you that we will be recording it and releasing it at a slightly later date, probably a few days after it's finished. Um, so if you can't attend, if you're based elsewhere in the world and you're sad that you're not going to be able to see it, don't worry. We are going to be recording and uh, uploading it at a later date. Uh, it's the day after the... Um, it's going to be the day after the uh, Nottingham Forest game on the 13th of August. So as soon as you've got information about tickets, 
uh, I will be getting those to you as soon as possible. Uh, but thank you uh, to everybody that's tuned in to this uh, premiere of the uh, first, I think this might be one of the first recorded Arsenal transfer shows. I might be wrong, um, but thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for putting up with it being a pre-recorded show rather than the live show. Things will be back to normal on Sunday, I can assure you. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Uh, please do drop a like on the video. It'd be very, very much appreciated if you could do that. Leave a comment of anything that you think we've discussed. If you've got a really strong opinion on it, let us know. Always back it up with facts and evidence, though. If you're disagreeing or arguing a point, that's always appreciated. And I wish you an absolutely fantastic Saturday. I hope that you enjoy it. Stay relaxed, stay safe, stay well. And as always, up the Arsenal. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.